0: Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Monoteghi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. If you like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Today, I'm joined by a great guest, Siva Bayou. His background includes CIO of Blue Cross Blue Shield, and the YMCA. Siva, welcome to the show. You know, anytime you're on the show, it's always a lot of fun.
1: Thank you for having me today.
0: You know, you bring a lot of different aspects from your AI background, your technology background, working with the uh, YMCA and all all the stuff you've done. You know, I I think it's interesting, and let's give a little history to our friends out there in the podcast world about, uh, you know, uh, how'd you get here and a little bit of of your path, and then we'll get into all the other fun stuff that you do and uh, some conversations there.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I grew up in India, and I moved to the U.S. 20 years ago. Uh, I was hired out of college by IBM Global Services, which is the largest uh, technology company in the world. It used to be 20 years ago. And uh, they actually sent me to the United States to work for one of their customers, which is Blue Cross Blue Shield. I spent 20 years at Blue Cross Blue Shield in healthcare technology, starting as an intern and a software engineer and uh, growing in the leadership and management, ending up on a CIO level. Uh, Over this 20 years in healthcare technology, I actually started with mainframe programming, which is uh, large computers, supercomputers, to modern technologies. I was fortunate enough to be tapped on to bring in new technologies to Blue Cross Blue Shield and also to scale up to a large national scale. So I had built the largest data warehouse in the world with 19 billion medical claims. I had built the largest... uh, cloud-based claims processing system, which is totally unheard of. And if you think about healthcare, there are a lot of rules and regulations. There's HIPAA, there's ICD-10. So you got to be complying with the regulations. At the same time, you had to push the boundaries to cater the need of your members and patients. So that is where I grew up. I want to say in the technology space, five months ago, I took a new role in the national office of YMCA of the USA as the chief information officer I'm leading the digital transformation, uh, bringing my expertise to deliver digital products to the members. So what you can accomplish by going into a branch, you can accomplish in your living room, as well as think about like today, if you need to order food in between COVID, we order at home, we drive to your parking lot, we pick up and come back. Similarly, if you need to use uh, a swimming lane in the YMCA or a socially distance equipment or a class, you can do all that digitally and you can just go and get your stuff and come out or we're also delivering virtual classes and virtual wellness uh, using these new products we are building what we are calling as digital transformation.
0: I I was a big part of YMCA growing up. You know, I loved the YMCA. I did basketball, I swam. You know, it was my neighborhood joint that we went to and all the kids hung out there uh, all summer long. It was was really part of our community and it was epic, but it was not technology driven. In in fact, I would say it was pretty much archaic, a little primitive, and oftentimes a little bit, uh, um, uh, you know, a little bit backwards. And, and, And as you look at that, and you're in charge of transforming that, uh, you know, what's the path you start to look at? How do you start to put that together?
1: The uniqueness about an organization like YMCA or even Blue Cross Blue Shield is it's a federated model. So you got to get consensus from hundreds of leaders across the country to bring things together. The path forward is to have a strong strategy that focuses on your customers. In our case, the members are our customers. So what it is that a member needs to have to be healthy, that's the whole point, right? YMCA is a community health, healthy living is one of our mission, youth development is another mission. So what do we need to do as a national network to deliver high quality content that is focused on health, fitness, wellness, and it even exceeds to uh, chronic disease prevention, elderly care, after-school programs, And I'm learning about YMCA every day. And it's not just a gym or a swim. It's more than that. It's more of a community-based organization. So we're looking at putting the member at the center. What do we need to deliver to make that member healthy in a safe environment? And that's how the strategy is built. So I'm somebody who always says like, uh, we don't want to have a hammer looking for a nail. We don't want technology for the sake of technology. We want technology to help move our mission forward.
0: You know, I love that saying. I think that's something that uh, that is unique. I've never heard that uh, said that way before. You know, let's go back a little bit and understand a little bit. How, what got you started? What gave you that spark to get into uh,
1: IT? That's a great question. And nobody has asked me that before. And actually, I had to bring my mom into this conversation. So when I finished high school, I actually had an option to go to med school or technology engineering. And uh, I was qualified for both. I got uh, accepted into both. And my mom, my mom really wanted me to be a doctor. It's a thing in India that everybody wants their kid to be a doctor. I'm sure it's similar here. And at the same time, uh, computers are coming in. This is the mid-90s. And we had to block a time in the school lab to go and work on computers. And I'm talking about like basic, QBasic, Lotus, ancient programming languages. That actually excited me like what I can do a calculation Without a calculator, using a program, <laughs> I can do word processing, which without writing and things like that. So I chose to go to the engineering route. That's where the spark is, and I want to give kudos to all my mentors over the years who actually tapped me on, tapped on me to take on the next technology or the next gen. Uh, that actually kept my interest green and active. So I kept, you know, wanting more and more. And uh, luckily, I was in a path of able to touch and work on those newer technologies.
0: You know, I love that. You know, looking uh, forward has always been tough. You know, I, I've always been jealous of people who know exactly where they're going, right? They have a path, they're on it. But looking backwards, uh, I can see that the different things I've learned throughout my life, that got me to where I am. It's a lot easier to see that there's some sort of madness to the universe. And uh, for that, I'm grateful. For, for even the people that uh, weren't the best leaders, or, but they guided me, you know. Didn't like working for them, or I didn't like doing what they were doing. Uh, I found uh, it pushed me to go someplace else, or try harder uh, in those aspects. You know, as you, as you um, as you look forward and see the future of development of, of, of uh, uh, AI and where the AI path is going, where do you see that heading? What's the, what's the path you see?
1: Uh, great question. I'm. Um- very passionate about artificial intelligence. I even went to school and did an executive master's on AI from MIT uh, just to equip myself to be better at my job. Uh, the easiest way I can explain AI and where we are to somebody is uh, comparing to a car. If you think of a car in 2020, it's advanced, it's safe, everybody can afford one. And if you go back 100 years in time, in 1920, the cars were rudimentary. Today, we are the 1920s of AI. I, I want to say that AI is in its infancy stage. Uh, it tried to come up in the 80s uh, with the robotics, but uh, dot-com got traction and people focused on dot-com rather than robotics, so it kind of subsided. Uh, now it's a bigger boom for AI. So I think we are in a very, very rudimentary stage, infancy stage of artificial intelligence. And it's a broad field. There is machine learning, deep learning, robotics, natural language processing, and we are not using it. There are pockets of areas where it is highly used. Uh, The best example would be social media. The big social media companies are using AI, as you may have heard in the news, for all the wrong reasons, but they're also for a lot of right reasons, e-commerce is using AI. Where AI has a lot of potential is in our day-to-day life to make us better, like healthcare. construction and development, as an example, there's a lot of scope there, not yet used properly. Banking is using AI, but not to the extent to capture fraud and abuse and other things. So there are many areas which is not at, tapped on AI, but they're starting, we are in a good path forward. Uh, and also we got to think about education and colleges and schools having programming languages and courses that aids uh, kids are the next generation to start studying AI. So I think uh, to summarize, we are in the infancy stage. There's a lot more to do, a uh, lot more to make good use of AI.
0: We certainly are at the primitive age of AI, right? very much like the bag phone was when I was a kid, you know, carrying this big old bag around and, and pretending, you know, today we have cell phones on watches and uh, AI is starting to develop that same way. We're starting to see the, the, the basic uh, use of AI in, in cars, in games, and as we start to integrate uh, larger and larger uh, knowledge bases for that AI platforms, uh, it's starting to integrate into everyday life. You know, there's a little bit of hesitation to, for the unknown. I think oftentimes when people think about AI, they're like, oh my God, I see Terminator and the world's gonna end. But, you know, as I look at it, I, uh, I, I start to see its possibilities in the medical world, right? In the way that uh, uh, we diagnose and uh, take care of this vehicle we call our body, right? As, as we start to look at the way we train human beings. You know, the education system I grew up in was archaic, right? It was something that, and I say that because I, when I look back, it didn't work for me, right? It was I f- was frustrated all the time. And as we look at AI of the future, where we can integrate how people learn, what excites them, and the things they need to learn for the future that they're, they're going to be into. And we can integrate both those in a different way that's way more palatable for that person, not taking one way of learning for the masses that never was really very exciting, right? There was always a group that was in it, a group that was out of it, and uh, today, Uh, the future looks like we'll be able to tailor each individual person's uh, learning path. And I think that's going to be the the path, right? That we won't have learn, 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 work, 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 retire. I believe that the future will look more like uh, learn, work, kind of integrate into that and we'll go back and forth between learning and and working as technology continues to advance so quickly and keeping up with it, uh, the learning will happen in the integration of what we're doing and that growth will be continuous. And I think that's the part that uh, uh, we're always a little bit nervous about. How do we uh, adjust to the constant, uh, uh, just growing, right? And pushing ourselves to go to the next level. You know, as, as you as you look at it, uh, what what are you betting on for the future? What, what's the path you're
1: betting on? Many, many areas, almost all areas, but if I had to bet on one big thing, it's healthcare. I think AI is going to change the way we take care of uh, our own self, our patients, Uh, moving healthcare from a reactive to a proactive healthcare. Uh, For a a common person, if you think about the TV ads, about, uh, I don't want to market any product, but let's say you have gadgets and devices that's going on right now, it's all collecting data. Data is the foundation of AI. And they're trying to tell you your heart rate is so much. You didn't sleep last night. And you all can think about the devices you're using, the listeners. Uh, likewise, uh, how do we take that to cancer research and prevention? How do we take that to uh, COVID as an example? If there's another pandemic in a couple of three years, can we stop it at this track, at its track right off the bat rather than uh, you know letting it spread and then trying to control it? So I think healthcare is a space uh, and it's a broad spectrum, right? We are talking about pharmacy and chronic health and disease prevention. All that is one big umbrella called healthcare. I think that's going to be the next big thing. One last note I will make is, every large company that we are aware of, whether they're e-commerce, technology, or something else, is starting to invest or create something healthcare that tells us something about where the future is.
0: You know, I can't agree more. You know, as as I look at the business, there are, so many different aspects to it that AI is going to uh, be part of and you know both uh, the the medical world the banking world the construction world You know, it certainly will. uh, You know, the education world, AI will integrate throughout our whole, uh, our our, all of our lives, and you know, ultimately make our lives better. It's a little hard to see that, right, or trust that, right, because you know, if I'm not in control, if it's not me, I'm the same way when I drive, right? When I'm driving, you can go, I can go 100 miles an hour, but someone else is driving, it drives 100 miles an hour. I don't know. Even if it's a robot that drives way better than I can, can react way quicker, I just, you know, have my hands on the wheel. Right, and just trusting that it's going to be able to do that. And as AI becomes a trusted platform, and uh, we start to look at it in more uh, trusting ways, we're going to see that integration. You know, that's what I'm excited about for the new generation, the younger generations coming up. There are so many different aspects to the ways we used to do it, and now how we're going to start to implement new ideas and new changes, and they're not locked in a way of being. You know, I, you and I uh, have done things this way or that way, and we're locked in a way of being. As they look, this, uh, look forward, uh, they're gonna be able to look at it a whole other way, right? Remember that old expression being young and dumb, right? There was, some, there was some wisdom to that, not knowing how to do something and creating it as you, as you wanted uh, and, and, and not knowing that I had to do it exactly like this. You know, I think that's something great to, uh, to look at. You know, with the, um, uh, as we look back, and, uh, you know, if you were to look back at a younger version of yourself and you were to, you know, drop a little nugget of advice, you know, what would you say to the younger version of yourself? Uh, maybe uh, that's getting started in the business uh, from your point of view now. What, what might you say to them that would leave them with something that might be helpful?
1: Uh, don't get stuck in one place and uh, keep your mind open. Uh, it doesn't need, it's not a job or a location I'm talking about. In your mind, uh, at least I, I'll talk, I speak for myself, uh, not having hard and fast rules and being open minded and being uh, open for conversation about variation of ideas or somebody disagreeing and welcoming a disagreement and thinking about like what it is that person is saying that I don't know that I have to learn. So I would say, I would tell this to the younger version of myself where I was focused on like 14 hours a day working. Basically, if you're a programmer, you're stuck to your laptop and you're programming all day long. Uh, it will be important to be open-minded and also focus on relationships. And that's going to go a long way than any one programmer AI can.
0: Siva, you know, it's a lot of time, a lot of fun. Uh, our, our time's about to come to an end. You know, I just want to say thank you. You know, your insight on the ai platform and the transformation that you're doing with the ymca uh, echoes throughout our society and i really am excited about where ai is going to take our world and all the stuff that's happening and as we have these conversations about the future and uh, uh, what it looks like uh, having you on the podcast uh, is really exciting so, so thanks for your time and uh, for you folks out there uh, that are joining us please remember to go down and hit the subscribe button if you really like the podcast make sure you hit the uh, bell and we look forward to having you on here
1: again Thank you for having me. And I will be happy to come back and continue our conversation, Anthony. Uh, good luck with the podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Monotegi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry. Finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.